If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in this morning. We appreciate it. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. He's here as well. How you doing, Kelly? Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, this is a good show here. Uh, NBA begins tonight. So you've got, we'll, we'll go over your picks again, not only for the entire season, but also you have a play tonight. That is correct? I do have a play tonight, yeah. All right, we look forward to that. I, we'll talk some baseball. I got a play tonight as well. Got a couple plays today. Uh, we'll review all the baseball bets that we've made. Uh, Drew Dinsick will talk basketball and football with us. The National Football League, Mark Borchard and Paul Spore on baseball. Pete Futak on college football. What a weekend it was in college football. Uh, we begin, of course, with the National Football League and Denver and the Chargers last night. The Broncos and the Chargers, and the Chargers get it done in overtime. Can I say get it done? Maybe it was just gotten done for them. Yeah, they were the winning team. They won the game. <laughs> they got the W, everybody, and the uh, Broncos, yet another L. Um, but one of these games where you just – you you. You leave watching it, and you feel no more informed about either football team than you did prior to it. Yep. Broncos 2-4, and four, Chargers 4-2 and two in, a, uh, in the AFC West. We'll go through some of the details, and it really does come down to a lot of Russell Wilson talk in the end. Uh, first drive of the game, 4th and 2 at the 37, scoreless game, 50 seconds into the ball game. The Chargers decide to go for it on a 4th and 2 at the 37. Uh, they go for it and convert. That's on the uh, Broncos, 30, uh, Broncos 37. They go for it and convert. Four-yard gain on a batted ball. 
that Herbert ended up getting to Michael Bandy somehow off the uh, tip. Chargers went backwards from there. Questionable false start called on them. No call on what could have easily been a defensive P.I. Still 0-0. Broncos went up 3 to nothing though. And this was the first sign that Russell Wilson, remember this, Kelly, I texted you right afterwards. This was the first sign where you're like, oh, man, Russell Wilson had a wide-open Greg Dulcich right in front of him on a third and two. Like, literally, there was no one around him. He was dead center in front of him, and he just took the sack from Khalil Mack. Yep. And they had to settle for field goals three to nothing. Now, this was during the part of the game that Wilson was being praised for, where he was having a great first quarter. And remember, by halftime, Troy Aikman was saying, that was the best half of football Russell Wilson's played this year. Well, stay tuned. So it's three to nothing. Well, he was right, too, right? Well, well, he had the best quarter he's ever had. Okay. Right? So first quarter, Russell Wilson was 10 of 10 for 116 yards and a touchdown. Do you know what he, what he was thereafter? Oh, gosh. I mean, I saw, I saw the stat in the second half, but I don't know. So seven. This is from the first quarter on. Uh, from the first quarter on, I'm going to go seven for <laughs> 19 for 72 yards. I didn't really mean for you to guess, but okay. <laughs> Five for 18. Oh, was close. <laughs> yeah, for 72 yards. That's it. So it's, it's three to nothing at that point. Then it's 10 to nothing, Denver. Chargers have a third and five at the Denver 19, 10.37 left in the second quarter. They're half a yard short of a first down, but they get a generous spot. And Nathaniel Hackett does not challenge it. Would have been fourth and inches. Maybe the Chargers get it on a sneak after that, but he doesn't challenge it. No presence of mind there. What happens? Well, of course, three plays later, Eckler from six out, 10 to seven. That's a 10 to 10 game. The Broncos start at their own 25. We're talking 53 seconds left in the first half. After an incomplete, Wilson with a hand in his face, 47 yards to Hambler, 10 to, Ju- to Judy, and a bogus roughing the passer penalty. McManus from 27, 13 to 10. They have to settle for a field goal because the clock was running out. But that was where Aikman said, right, that last flourish at the end of the half also, coupled with that first quarter performance, best half of football of, the, of his season. Yep. All right. Well, let's go to the fourth quarter. 13 to 13, first play, fourth quarter. Fourth and two at the Denver 29 for the Chargers. Now, at this point, Dustin Hopkins is hurt. What do you think about him falling to the ground after every field goal? Do you think that was uh, overdramatic? Do you think it was overplaying that? What do you think? Oof. That's <laughs> just saying. Well, just first, ask, I gotta thank God. In my head. First, I gotta thank God for getting the W. You, you know, do that. but uh, I don't know, man. I actually, I actually thought he toughed through it, and I thought it was really impressive. Uh, fourth and two at the Denver 29, 13-13 game. First play, fourth quarter. Hopkins is hurt. Herbert pass intended for DeAndre Carter, broken up by Damari Mathis who had three P.I.s called against him before that for 77 yards, had a fourth P.I. later. The Rook. That was bad. And after a Denver punt, because now it's still 13-13, to Denver punts it away. First play from scrimmage for the Chargers on the ensuing drive. First and 10 from their own 17 with 10.42 left. And here's where you thought, okay, the Broncos are going to win this game. Williams tips a pass intended for uh, Everett. Browning picks off Herbert. Ball knocked out by Joshua Palmer. Browning recovers his own fumble. Broncos, though, go nowhere. Set up on the Chargers side of the field in a uh, in a tie ball game. McManus, 48-yard field goal, though he nails it 16 to 13. All these opportunities, though, squandered into field goals. The kickers were huge, though. Kickers were huge. Now we're going to a 16 to 16 game after uh, Hopkins hits, I believe, what was his third field goal of four of the game. Broncos did a couple really smart things towards the end of this game in regulation, which I do think needs to be noted. It'll get lost in history of this. We should give Hackett and his staff credit for this. Russell Wilson was taking every play clock as close down to zero as he could in a tie game with the Broncos with the ball as the clock was, was bleeding out. And then, remember, they got stopped, and they decided we're going to punt it as close to the two-minute warning as possible yeah. to milk nine extra seconds off the clock. 
So let's give the Broncos a little credit for that because the Chargers ended up with a ball with 151 left in a tie game. By the way, it didn't matter. Fourth and one at their own at their own uh, 43 with 27 seconds left. Tie game after Herbert threw a late pass short of the sticks. The Chargers were in a bit of a conundrum. What do we do? Do we do we go for it? If we miss, though, then they get the ball in our territory. Do we sit on it? Their their decision was to uh, stop the clock with one second left and throw then throw a hail mary that didn't get close to the end zone. We went to overtime, and finally in overtime. You know how it went. Broncos win the toss, three and out. Chargers, three and out. Broncos, three and out. Chargers, three and out. <laughs> this was phenomenal. And you're thinking, is this the first overtime where th- both teams are going to have three possessions? I don't know if it was the first overtime, but it, they would have been noteworthy. No. Ensuing punt after the fourth consecutive three and out, second in a row by the Chargers. P.J. Locke gets pushed into Montreal, Washington by Jasir Taylor of the Chargers. The ball bounces off Washington, recovered by Dean Leonard of the Chargers, Four plays later, Hopkins, 39-yard field goal with 2.43 left in overtime. 19-16 Chargers. There's your final. 43 survivor entries in Circa spared. Denver now, Kelly, has held five of six opponents to 17 points or fewer, and they're 2-4. and four. That's what they have to show for it. It is wild. It is wild. Combined, total combined points through six weeks for the Denver uh, Broncos, 31.7 is their average Average total for each game. So this it brings me to sort of a betting point. Defense about, is playing well. <laughs> defense is playing well. Defense is playing well. But by the way, the survivor point about the Chargers, like you, you can't, this team is it's harrowing when you pick them. How those Chargers survivors got by? Congratulations to all y'all. Good for you. It, it just feels like year in and year out, Keenan Allen matters so much to this team and offense. And I don't, yeah. I. I I know his stats are, are fantastic. Anybody goes and looks those up, you're going to say, oh, yeah, he is one of the best wide receivers in the league. But I don't know what it is. It's like year in and year out, he he always seems to miss a few weeks. And when he's out of the, out of the, out of the game, his offense just feels completely different. Yeah, and, you know, it'll be, we'll do our NFL power ratings later. And, again, this year it's phenomenal to even think about who's your number four and then how do you even justify after, like, from six to ten throw up all these teams in, you know, in the air and see what lands. A couple other notes about this game. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson uh, added another ache last night. When did this happen? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels like, is this a, your ego bruised or what's happening? But it, it already painful start to the season. He suffered a hamstring injury, Kelly, apparently. Sure. sure he did. In the fourth quarter of the game last night, the 1916 overtime loss, he received treatment following the game. He'll be evaluated further this morning. Uh, as of last night, the belief was that he would be taken for an MRI. As well. I believe he had some quote, too, about, like, he felt it, and then, like, he was running on it afterward, and that, like, helped keep it loose, and it was like, what? I don't know. Like I said, 10 for 10 in the first quarter. 10 for 10, Russell Wilson, 116 yards and touchdown after that 5 of 18 for 72 yards. It's it's so sad. I don't even want to talk about Russell Wilson anymore, yo, and we've got, like, five more years of this or something in Denver. They, I mean, what, they, what is it? It's like three years or something before they could realistically get rid of him without taking so much of a cap hit uh, that they could actually recover from it. They only had 13 first downs, the Broncos, yesterday. They had 10 penalties for 151 yards. By the way, what does that say about the Chargers? You were given 151 yards. By the way, Chargers had nine penalties for 89 themselves. Neither team ended up with 300 total yards because of all those penalties. It's just awful. And then this from Jason Lockenfour of the Washington Post, a prominent NFL exec telling him, he says, 
that he believes Sean Payton really wants to become the Chargers head coach, replacing Brandon Staley. It's largely tied to a desire, they say, to work with quarterback Justin Herbert, who many believe could develop into a perennial MVP candidate with the right coach. How that? How about that for disrespect? If that's the case. Yeah, I want your job, buddy. <laughs> you, Brandon Daly. Also, I love that everybody just assumed that was going to be Dallas whenever he came back, right? Miami and the Brady yeah. thing, then Dallas. So one thing about betting. Uh, so last night, uh, Femi and Wes, talking about Femi, Abebefe, and uh, Wes Reynolds, kind enough to have me on VEASAN Live Bet tonight, went to 5-1 and one on live bets on that show. And one of the things that we don't talk about enough that I think needs to be stated about in-game betting so Femi at one point was like, hey, this is an early third quarter. The total is this. Do you want to go under at this? At that, uh, at that point, I was like, no, it's just still a little too much football left to play. But with 821 left in the game at 16 to 13, so 29 total points, the total was at 37 and a half. And I went under there. And I don't think we make enough of, again, we talk about in-game bets early. But when there is exceeding, or I should say, diminishing time left on the clock, and the variance of many possessions gets diminished, and you only have a finite amount left, your ability to make sort of more sound in-game bets is enhanced. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, my thinking was this. Hopkins is hurt. Um, If they have any fourth and short, they're going for it. If the Chargers miss that down three, that will be zero points. The Broncos get the ball. If the Chargers end up scoring a touchdown, the Broncos' field goal will do nothing for them. Remember, at this point, eight and a half points is what... Nine points was what was needed to beat me, so it was two scores. I had no confidence in the Broncos being able to get a touchdown to come back in that game. And even in the event of overtime, if one possession doesn't result in a touchdown, it's back in your favor because field goals are much more incentivized than touchdowns. So anyway, keep that in mind. When games have little clock left, better in-game opportunities. We'll come back with Drew Dinsick on basketball and football next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prompt call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Joby, the real Joby. Any chance for another discussion this week of adjusted NFL season win totals? The timing of the Panthers number that you had two weeks ago could not have been better. And last year's heist... On the Broncos number, after a uh, few weeks, it was actually after one week, uh, was one of the best futures bets of 2021. Well, thank you, Joby. We'll work that in. Yeah, I've got a uh, a nice over Giants over seven and a half that we bet in season. Uh, Panthers to have the worst record in the NFL at 13 to one. Liking those so far, Gil. Same day we talked about the Panthers under. We talked about the Eagles over as well. We talked about the Chiefs over. Got Got a bunch of ones in there. Rick Olier. Is it possible that the Broncos are so bad that it makes every team on the field with them bad, too? Who needs sleeping pills when Les Rye is on at primetime every week? Les Rye, Kelly. Oh, I... Uh, Les Rye bread. I was not happy when that game went to overtime. Uh, uh, I'm like, I'm ready for bed. Like, no, I don't need to see more of this crap. <laughs> My brother. And then the overtime it. was exactly what you expected, right? Three and out, three, three and, and out, out, three and out, three and out. I'm like, just go to a tie already. Call I, I totally thought it was going to a tie. And then the muff. Just... Don't even have anybody back there. What what could possibly go right? You think you're taking that back to the house? You're not. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Intelligent people talk about it. They're absolutely right. <sighs> Hack it. Come on, man. All right, Drew Dinsick joins us once again from the Deep Dive podcast and, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. We didn't get a chance to talk to Drew last week, and we were like, uh, how long has it been since we talked to Drew? It felt like a month. <laughs> it was just one week. <laughs> we missed you, man. We missed you. How you doing, man? 
I'm great. It's great to be back. It did feel like a, an extended absence, even though it was just the one week. But uh, no, week six in the NFL continues to be um, just absolute magic for me so far this season. Really? So I'm in a great mood. And now we get to kick off NBA on top of it. So everything is going super well. So let's do, let's do football first, then we'll do NBA next time because Kelly's got some season-long plays he wants to uh, share in the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. But you said, the week, you said this is going great for you. The, the bounces are all going your way. Is that what I'm gleaning from that? Basically every single, yeah, every, every single um, lucky bounce has gone my way. It feels like for through six weeks of the season. Me and on too. top of that, my, my futures portfolio is like, it looks fake. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't believe some of these, do you stare some at of it? this stuff that do you stare at well, it yeah, all day? I, I, but, and that's the funny thing because usually this time of year, like you've got a little bit of equity here and there and you're trying to buy low on some teams. And now I'm like, I'm literally like, I got to play defense. Like who, who, you know, who where's my blind spot? Like who, could realistically kind of upset uh, where we go from here because, you know, the start has been so perfect. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on alert now. I'm, I'm watching my, my blind side here because this has been an unpredictable season, but, you know, this is the, the, um, you know, the, the degree to which effort has mattered um, and injuries have, you know, in-game injuries have been the decision, you know, you know, specifically, you know, huge, you know, influence on who's winning and covering game by game. It's, it feels like that's on the uptick of, you know, relative to recent seasons and uh, you know, the, the general parity that you have beyond the bills and maybe the Eagles uh, is just, you know, that anyone can win on any given day. Anyone can lose their should anyone be a seven-point favorite? I, I mean, all of these questions are swirling in my in my mind. The the parody is breathtaking. Has everyone anybody used that adjective to describe parody for? <laughs> it really is. It's breathtaking. You made a point there that I, I just want to seize on it again because I've mentioned it. I mentioned it yesterday. I've mentioned it at other times during this football season. I too have had many bounces go my way in the National Football League this year. Yeah. And what I like to say is, as a handicapper, you've got to recognize when it's you. And oftentimes when it's not you, even in victory, right? So sometimes in defeat, people, people gravitate the way our brains are, why we gravitate towards excuses, but people do that. With victory, you also have to realize that as well. And so, you know, one of the things that, that, is, that I also said about this is when, I, when the bounces weren't going my way, I wasn't dumb. And when they're going my way now, I'm not that smart. And that's just the NFL. And so that, by the way, that helps you just sort yeah. of move forward in a sport like this. Like you can't, you just got to realize that the animal that we're dealing with is just yeah. kind of ridiculous sometimes. What, by the uh, way, I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel compelled to ask you about the futures. What futures do you have though? Uh, Josh Allen MVP. I'm, I'm, I'm down from nine, eight, seven fifty seven. I played that everywhere. I could get a bet in Uh Sirianni coach of the year. I'm up to my eyeballs. Eagles to get the <laughs> Eagles, to get the one seed Eagles to get the most wins in the NFL, 20 to one. Um, I, I, that just off top, those are the wow. one, you know, basically those Look are, that's you. what I'm, that's what I'm most hoping kind of comes through. Um, if I get two of those, I think I'm, I'm green for all of my futures preseason. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's where I, that's where I stand. And, you know, to your point, like I was due some breaks last year. It was the exact opposite story. I feel like we, I could come on every week and be like, my team outgained by 150 yards. My dog outgained by 150 yards and won the turnover battle, and yet somehow couldn't cover a three and a half point spread. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that was kind of the way it was going for me last year in the regular season. So to have it break for me. Uh, and now I'm literally sitting here, like with the NBA, this is the eve of the NBA kicking off and, you know, tipping off. And I, I obviously take the NBA very seriously. I'm betting it day by day. And I, 
I'm seriously considering what do I need to downstake NFL uh, and basically just kind of uh, kind of play defense in the futures market and and or just kind of reduce my overall, uh, you know, volume of plays in every any given week just so I can focus a little more on NBA, because this is a dangerous time of year where you start to pick up. Uh, you know, or, and or cover and or bet a little bit more than you can actually kind of keep and tr- keep track and keep up with all the information. So that's mostly what's on my mind. Today. Well, because that's that's also something that we've all at different points have come to. Right. Like how many times have you said to yourself based on whatever sport it is, you're like, why do I bet anything else? Like, this is what yeah. I'm good at, right? Like, I'm making my... And then I go ahead and I bet these other sports and I just give back some of it, if not all of it in some cases. So before we get to the NBA, because I know you want to talk about that, week seven in the NFL, have you not done anything as a result for week seven? Or what do you have in pocket already? I played a handful of uh, early stuff, but I'm probably going to have another light card. Um, it felt decent last week. I think in total I had five plays and you know between sides and totals, and I was like, you know what, this is uh, this is more appropriate, especially considering how the breaks were going my way. Uh, and so this year, this week is probably going to be more of the same. The only side that really sung to me was uh, the Bengals at six over the Falcons. That to me should be a seven, seven and a half point spread, mostly because mm. the Falcons are dealing with the cluster injury at cornerback. You know what's not good when you're going up against a team that has multiple threats at the wide receiver position, and you would say, well, maybe at yeah. least. Uh, you know, you can take advantage of the weak offensive line for Cincinnati. No, Atlanta's pass rush is woefully inept. So this, to me, actually, you know, speaks to uh, a pretty clean cover for Cincinnati over Atlanta. And among the sides, that's the one that I would have the highest conviction in going into the week. On the subject of injuries, do the Saints have so many now that you you think about playing the Cardinals also this Thursday night? Yeah, I think Cardinals are a fair play at one and a half on besides just getting, you know, new Hopkins back who matters a ton to just moving the chains for them. And right. if you look at Arizona's offense, they're pretty good on first and second downs. They just cannot convert a third down to save their lives. And uh, Hopkins is kind of the guy that unlocked that for them in years past. So uh, Arizona's offense suddenly looking very competent against a New Orleans defense that has huge, huge, huge issues and question marks and injuries all across the board on a short week. I, I agree, Arizona or pass on Thursday. Because because just because of the injuries, Hopkins coming, Lattimore looks yeah. like it could be gone. Michael Thomas out, it's on and on. And so at some point you're like, well, I wasn't gonna bet this, but now you're compelling me to. Um, I still don't know if I want to play the Cardinals and Survivor. That's a whole nother matter. But um, but that's certainly interesting too. So. Um, Let's start with the NBA. Let's begin with sort of a player award. Is there a player award bet that you have made? Uh, well, this is not untread ground. Other people feel this way too, and I think this is pretty obvious. And we talked about it this actually. So, to the the, uh, the loyal listeners of a numbers game, this is going to be uh, repeat content. But the best player bet out there, and it's not close, is Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I'm, I, you know, as I look across the NBA map from a macro level. Um, I think the Timberwolves still remain the, uh, you know, the easy kind of uh, market is too low on this team as we start the season. And you can set aside even the fact that their schedule breaks exceptionally favorably through the first month of the season and that they can race out to a little bit of a lead here in the Western Conference. Um, but the way that this team is rostered and, you know, sort of the very, very variable looks they can give you offensively and defensively. Uh, with the coaching that Chris Finch, you know, Chris Finch brings to the table, it's all just perfect, um, you know, perfect, you know, symphony 
Uh, and I think that this is going to be a very good regular season team. Defensive player of the year going to Rudy Gobert seems almost uh, too easy, honestly. Uh, four to one, five to one, whatever number you can get is a fair play. His, his fair by my numbers is closer to even money. Did you go over on their season win total? The T-Wolves, did you go alternate season win total over? Yeah, and in fact, I have most wins for them. 20 to one is sort of my favorite long shot bet. From Thank a man you. who has the Eagles. As is uh, yeah. most guys. <laughs> Twenty to one, yes. That's the that's that's the secret secret sauce right there. And honestly, uh, Western Conference has four of the five worst teams in the NBA. Serious tanking opportunity there. Oh. Their division has two of those teams. Uh, the Denver Nuggets in their division are, are market overrated by my numbers. So uh, yeah, Timberwolves uh, Timberwolves are going to get the one seed in the West. All right, so mind. let's drill down on that Nuggets thing because that's a bit of a contrarian take. Everybody loves the Nuggets. Uh, We'll talk about that, all of Drew's bets in the NBA, all of Kelly's as well. On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you haven't, uh, not have you have not subscribed yet, Visa has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just ninety nine dollars. Get Visa Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything Visa has to offer, including our twenty four seven live shows and subscriber only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You also get Visa subscriber only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. Ninety nine dollars for Visa Pro now through the Super Bowl. That's it, $99. Sign up at visa.com slash subscribe. By the way, when you also get the uh, Visa plus, 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 plus subscription, you'll hear all our uh, fake video, uh, our fake political ads that we are attacking each other with here behind the scenes. <laughs> Drew Dinzik's long hair and beard <laughs> attitude are just not what you want to get behind for political office. Kelly Billen's never met a keyboard he knows on a pound into oblivion. <laughs> What will he do with your children? Oh, they're so silly. Get, like, stop these. Stop them, <laughs> stop please. all morning, all day. Uh, we get tweets. We get texts. Let me just read this one text. This is from my, this is from my buddy Tommy, who's in his 50s, Kelly. I just want to point this out. You got a buddy Tommy, too? Everybody got a buddy named Tommy, huh? Uh, he said, well, my Owens. Uh, this is talking about his fantasy football team. He says, well, I'm 0-6 in my big league and 1-5 in the other one. Uncharted waters for me. It's hard to imagine losing 11 out of 12 fantasy football games, but it's my reality. As the defending champion, I will continue to devour information and press on. It's what a champion does. Tommy, everybody. Wow. People still take their fantasy football way too seriously. (laughs) By the way, he was like the president of the Washington Dental Society. This is what he texts about. Oh, good. Well, he's got the right attitude, I guess. He sure does. He will inspire his team with that attitude. Drew Densick is here, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he says that. He says, I'm going to have a talk with my team. I have a talk with my team after this. You Dan still play f- over here. You still play fan- <laughs> fantasy, Drew? At all? You have no time. I'm in one. I, yeah, I'm in one league, but I for haven't checked my. I think I'm doing well, but I, I haven't checked my roster or my lineup in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I got no time for that. All right, back to the NBA. You talked about the Denver Nuggets. Now, everybody, not everybody, but anecdotally, as we do these yeah. shows and we talk to NBA yeah. experts. It is a very common theme, and we even said this like as the playoffs were approaching last year. Hey, if Jamal Murray comes back, if they get their guys back right, um, this could be a team that could make noise even in the postseason last year. Now, it's that sentiment heading into this season. Hey, look what Jokic did by himself. Now, full throttle, imagine what Denver can do, yet you're going the other way on that. Yeah, the vibe around what their vision, because this is, and this is actually maybe a better macro point for NBA broadly, is you have to, even more this year than in years, any other year I can remember, and this feels like it's been increasing, like you have to do a 
decent job of dissecting what is this team's regular season goal from what is their postseason goal. And this is narrative, nonsensey, uh, speculative, qual- qualitative. All of that is true about what I'm about to say. I'm I here for it. I'm here I'm, for I it. I know it. I yeah. know it. But the point of the matter is the Denver Nuggets were useless in the playoffs last year because Jokic fired every single possible bullet that he had in the regular season. He got the MVP because of it, because it was, it was amazingly impressive to watch him do that night in, night out, drag that miserable team up and down the court. And he was absolutely gassed in the playoffs. What is to say that he doesn't come into this season and have a little bit more restraint in terms of what he gives the team in a regular season capacity? Because he knows, you know, if, if we're going to have any regular postseason success, if I'm going to get out of round one, uh, if I'm going to have a chance against the Warriors in a playoff series, I need to be at a performing at a higher level, which means I need to be peaking in April, May, June, not in you know, December, January, February. And so this idea that he is going to give you exactly what you got from him the last two seasons in the regular season, I find, I I take exception to knowing that surely. And then what does that mean? You're now counting on Jamal Murray, who's coming off of an entire year absence and a pretty serious injury. You're counting on Michael Porter Jr., who, oh, what was the last time he was realistically able to give you a full season of health? Like, I've never seen it. You know, and so this this idea that all of a sudden the, the, the reinforcements are here and you can take exactly what you had at last year and just add to it, I'm not seeing that at all. I think there certainly is going to be a balancing act. And uh, just in general, the fact that you're counting on a leap from Bones Highland. Like I've heard people make this case that oh well they got bones high. okay great <laughs> congratulations uh, like this is still a team that has depth issues has holes and they the only thing I can really put in the positive column for them is they play at altitude and you still have an advantage whenever any team is coming through Denver because it's a very tough you know physical se- you know season uh, you know 82 games is miserable for all of these players to go through and anytime you stop in Denver it's going to stink and so they're going to be great at home they'll probably be a bet on team at home. Um, but this idea that they're just going to blow doors and, and be the top seed in the West, I don't see it. Uh, I'm with you, Drew. Just sorry, just to cut in real quick. No, I, I, think, could t- I could see you turning red, so I know you disagree. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I actually think I think it's an interesting point by Drew because I think it's – I look at it not so much from the Jokic side, but it's the – I think the realization of this team that once they get into the playoffs, yes, you're right, they're not so deep, but I think they go – they're pretty strong seven, eight deep about that range, right? So I think they sure. know – that once they get into the playoffs, they can be a dangerous team, and I think they are a title contender, but it's how do you grow up as a franchise and a team, and you need to learn how to manage these the minutes when it comes to Jokic and the minutes with these guys like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. who are coming off serious injuries, and after watching all of last season, you need to just make it to the playoffs healthy this year. And I think that is. I, I think it's a, it might be a narrative heading into the season, Drew, but I think it is something that you can bet around, whereas, you know, compare that – to the Timberwolves, where you've got a whole new unit together, a bunch of young players on that team that need to get the minutes, need to get the run together. I think you could absolutely see the Timberwolves have a better regular season than the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair characterization. And again, the you take care of business at home. You beat the you beat the teams that are tanking. You're going to be a four or five seed in the playoffs, and that's really what they need to set themselves up at. I I don't necessarily see. Uh, what advantage they have by firing additional bullets to get a top seed. Like, you know, and I, I would I would uh, question, you know, the way that the Suns approached last season. Like, I got burned by the Suns ultimately not even getting to the Western Conference Finals, just buried an enormous amount of money on that. 
And I think a lot of it was because there were portions of the season where that team was fatigued, they were gassed, and they did not take their foot off of, off the gas. And, you know, I don't know that that changes the Suns. You know, the Suns have bigger issues this season, surely. Um, but, you know, I think there are a lot of teams that are taking lessons from the way that the last couple of seasons have played out and, you know, really, you know, load management in particular. And I, I would expect a lot of teams have, especially with the fact that you have this weird bifurcation where you have a lot of superstars that are getting really old in the NBA. And those guys are going to almost certainly be thinking ring first, foremost only. And so it's like, you know, regular season for those guys is going to be get my team in position to not have to play my way into the playoffs, which means get a top six seed. And then beyond that, we'll figure it out. And, you know, I think you can look at the Brooklyn Nets in that light. I think you can look at the, uh, you know, you can look at the Warriors sort of in that light. I mean, especially because the Warriors and actually maybe this is an interesting kind of pivot point of discussion. The Warriors are the most interesting team to me because they're trying to do something that no one has ever, no franchise has ever successfully done, which is pivot on the fly from their aging superstar talent to this next generation of young players who they need to get minutes. And so the regular season for them is going to be a wild balancing act between, you know, who gets minutes, what roles and responsibilities you have for some of these younger players versus, uh, you know, the guys like Draymond Green and, and, uh, and you know, uh, and Thompson in particular. Like, how do you utilize their roles in the regular season? Do you re- literally just put them on the shelf and expect them to perform at a high level come, uh, you know, come playoff time? And, and the, you know, how they balance the... That is going to be fascinating to watch it play out. And what is Steph Curry's motivation? Like, he basically kind of cemented his legacy with the finals MVP last year. What is he planned for this year? You know, know, I'm I'm fascinated to see how it all comes together for that team. I'd already argue that they are a historical anomaly and that they won championships, went to the bottom without having to do the rebuild, already won another one on top of that. So it's... It continues to be fascinating with them. We only have two minutes here, Drew, so let's rapid-fire through your favorite bets. What do you have? Ooh, for tonight? (laughs) For tomorrow? For the season? Uh, We can go in a lot of different directions. Let's do tonight. Uh, So for tonight, I'm on the over in this uh, Philly uh, Boston game, I think you could see. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm high on Philly in general. Uh, I I think, and granted, I'm high on their offense and their defense. Um, but I have huge questions about what Boston's defense matchup look like, specifically with Robert Williams not available here. Uh, you're seeing some Boston money show up lately, which is fair. I think a lot of that is buyback, though, as somebody's trying to capture a little bit of middle since this has moved an incredible amount. Um, but, uh, over, I played over 215 this morning and I think that's good up to about 218. Um, the, uh, Philly in the first half is also a decent look as well. Uh, their starting unit is extremely, extremely effective in first quarter. And we've seen them already looking quite sharp in some preseason, uh, minutes that they've played together. So I would expect Philly to be pretty, uh, you know, pretty impressive in the first, second quarter of this game. And maybe Boston comes back and gets the win. Maybe they get the cover, but. Uh, I do like the over in that contest. And then Lakers Golden State is an interesting one because it looks like we are going to insert Russell Wilson into the starting lineup here, uh, which I think derails a lot of what the Lakers do from a spacing standpoint. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm banking a little bit on LeBron James giving you some defensive effort here. I played some under. Um, It's come down a lot from 229.5 to 224 currently, um, but I still think there's room to the under Golden State. You know, Kerr has come out and said he's going to have limited minutes and roles for his uh, his his vets just based on conditioning. So uh, I think that game could be a little ugly. All right. Five seconds. Your favorite season long bet is. Uh, I'll give you a different one. Uh, Joel MVP. 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 Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it.
Kelly's got some basketball picks. We've got our NFL power rankings on the other side next. Numbers Game Feast of the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game, and if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Pro tip of the hour. You ready for that, Kelly? You want to do a pro Let's tip of the it. hour? Uh, when live betting the NFL, and I, I mentioned this, but we ran into a wall, so I hope I made my point on this. Look for spots later in the game to jump in on the total. Specifically, you can often figure out roughly how many possessions remain and bet accordingly. Remember when there is less of a runway the variance ought to decrease as well. And so perhaps your rate of success on these bets will therefore increase uh, as well. And that's what, again, using the example of the uh, Chargers and the Broncos last night, 821 left, total was at 37.5. The in-game total was 37.5. There were 29 points scored to that point, and you could sort of go through your head at that. Well, now I can actually sort of wrap my brain around how many possessions are going to be yeah. left here and what the scenarios will be with all the with all the factors. Hopkins is hurt. If it's fourth and long, they'll do this, the Chargers. If it's fourth and short, they're likely to do this. Even if it's a tie, Denver will be incentivized to do this. Even if it goes to overtime, one possession, if they don't get the touchdown, then it's probably field goals, that sort of thing. That is your pro tip of the hour. I hope uh, people take more advantage of late in-game total plays in the National Football League. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN. That's 20 a day for every show. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, or you can sort them by sport and by show. Kelly, you didn't get a chance to do your NBA picks. Yeah, yeah, I'll hit those in a second. Just real quick, though, I think that's a, we used to talk about live betting, different strategies on primetime action all the time for yeah, you know, for a numbers game audience. Like I think that's a it's a great point. We you and I were talking about it during the break a couple breaks ago, and it's yeah, I find myself when I'm live betting the NFL if I'm taking if I'm jumping in live on a side, it's usually earlier in the game, and a total, it's usually later in the game with exactly what you just laid out of where you can really kind of kind of figure out how many possessions are left, what the circumstances might be. I think you did a great job in that first segment laying out, well, you got a hurt kicker, so that's going to come into factor of you going for it. They take out the field goals from the equation a little bit. It just allows you to simplify things a a little bit more, and I think that's you know, NBA's starting back up tonight. That's where I do, I don't know, 75% of my live betting probably in sports in in, in total. Uh, the NFL's probably next down, but it's not it's not a ton because I really do try to you've tried to hone in on kind of things like that over the years where you knew you do learn how to spot not necessarily opportunities, but the right times to look at things in game. Doesn't so. doesn't mean you're going to hit them all the time, but your rate of success ought to increase. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, NBA tonight. I am on the Sixers. It sounded like Drew was liking that more of a first half play. Um, I played them full game here. Just uh, uh, really coming in with a, I, I think I really early season early season NBA. First of all, I think you need to look bet, bet at teams. One of my little quick tips for early season NBA betting would be bet on teams that are basically. 
that core has been together for, you know, coming back from the uh, from the previous year. That applies really to the 76ers and the Celtics in this game, but Celtics, no Robert Williams. I think that size is going to be difficult for them to match up with. It was, it was a thing that I used to pick on Boston last year when Robert Williams was out in spots on, and I like that tonight with Joel Embiid down low uh, for the Sixers. Like Drew was talking about, it is really been interesting to watch this market swing over the past few days. This game getting heavily bet into, Gil, but you can tell it's a lot of money line betting because it really hasn't moved between two and three for the line on the game. But that money line, I grabbed plus 140. I looked last night. The Sixers were down to like plus 110 uh, pretty much uh, nationwide. And now it's back up to like plus 125, plus 130 I'm seeing here in town. Um, so I don't know. Maybe wait a little bit. You might even be able to get a, a little bit better number on the Sixers. Real, real quick, what's yeah. your one, two, three, four power rank? We're about to do NFL power rankings, but what's your NBA Eastern Conference power rank teams at the top? Oh, that, that at the top would be Bucks, Seventy Sixers, Celtics, Nets. Okay, that would be my four. Um, you want you want to fly through my futures? Yeah, quick? yeah, yeah. Real okay, quick. yeah. Go through uh, NBA futures for the season real quick. Start with my team futures. I got a few Hawks ones now. The Hawks Eastern Conference NBA Finals ones were made before uh, the Dejounte Murray trade. Right as that trade happened, I grabbed these numbers before the market adjusted. Look, they've cu- after all the moves in the Eastern Conference this offseason, These really kind of have swung back. I'm not really sure I would recommend betting on them now. Having said that, I do like the Hawks to win to win the Southeast Division. That was a bet I made just last week. Plus one. 70, I think is a good number on there. I think you're going to see a better Atlanta team, a worse Miami team this year, and I don't really think anybody, any Charlotte or Orlando really matter much in that division. I know there's some people high on on the Magic this year. Cavs to make the playoffs, that was one I jumped in front of right before the Donovan Mitchell trade, so obviously that number's gone. Disregard that. Pelicans over 44 and a half wins. I believe that number's still roughly out there. I'm high on the, this Pelicans team this year. Hornets under 34 and a half wins. We've heard a couple people talk about that. I do think that's a team uh, that could be heading into the tank early this year. Uh, flip over to my player awards. Tyrese Maxey and LaBella Ball both to win most improved player. We have talked about that formula over and over again, Gil, where it really is that kind of third to fifth year player who's had that good year the season before. They looks yep. to make that leap in that next year. It's never someone from oblivion. Never someone from oblivion. All yep. these two guys got to do is add some add up that points per game stat and they are right in the mix of this conversation. Tyrese Maxey, I only made this better about two weeks ago. I believe he is like one of the short shots now. I don't really know what happened in the preseason to think people that, that Tyrese Massey had changed so much. Wow, but he's apparently, 25 to 1. Yeah, 25 wow. to 1. And then Lamelo Ball, he's going to start off the season hurt. So that hurts this a little bit. Also don't know how the Hornets are going to be viewing this season. Uh, that might be uh, uh, that might hurt that bet a bit. Trey Young, if I, I, I'm like, hey, if I'm betting all these Hawks bets, I got to take a piece of 42 to 1 on him as MVP. So bet that last week. And then Gil, my favorite bet of the NBA <laughs> offseason you love this. Norman Powell to win sixth man of the year. Me and JVT were talking about this on Hardwood Handicappers last week. This number is still live in Vegas. It is so off market. I can't believe. He is one of the short shots about nine to one now. This guy, this Clippers team is going to be. I mean, I think they're going to be good this year, but Norman Powell, an elite scorer coming off the bench for them, uh, and he'll be the first guy off the bench, sixth man of the year. I love that bet, love that number. I would have played that at 14 to one. NFL Power Rankings time with a sexy intro. Fire it up. Plug it in. You know, as long as the outlets are considered sexy. It's That's a sexy right. intro. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. It doesn't change for me. Yeah, if you said the Eagles were two and the Chiefs were three, I wouldn't quibble with you. 
but Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. And then your decision becomes who's number four? Kelly, I got the Cowboys at four. Just because I think that defense is so good that that puts them over the fray. Me too. I put them there too. Same thing. So I had the Niners fourth last week. They have a lot of injuries. I didn't dock them too much because of that, but they go down to five. Because again, you know, someone's got to be there. <laughs> so they're that. <laughs> someone's got to be there. And the Ravens, someone's got to be at six. The Ravens have. The Ravens could be six and zero. Oh. I get it. They're not. They're three and three. They've they've lost. They've squandered three monster leads. But they're six to me. And then I have the Bengals actually at seven because I think that Burrow to Chase combination can get you out of a lot of jams. It. it, it. I mean that the wide receivers in general, right? It's yeah. it's the passing game is still really good. So I got the Bengals coming out of from outside of the top ten into the top ten all the way to seven, and then here's where it gets you know, uh, listen, it gets even more dicey. The Dolphins probably shouldn't be in my top ten anymore, but they are because I had them in, and they've you know it's a quarterback issue, so I still have them at eight. The Chargers probably shouldn't be there, but like who else is going to be nine? <laughs> <It's sad>. uh, <laughs> they're yeah. four and two. And the Vikings at five and one, just because the Plinko chip is going their way this year, they're at 10. But like the big thing with my top 10 is I refuse to put the Rams or the Buccaneers in the top 10 anymore. Okay. They're just bad at football. Okay. Um, yeah. And if, if we go over to mine, I think the biggest surprise for me, Gil, was that the, it's the same 10 teams as last week. I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. I kept trying to want to jump another team up there, but like, like kind of dolphins were right on the edge for me. You know, you're trying to make some arguments in your head for like the giants or something like that. I'm like, I can't really, um, I don't ever remember a year like this. I, it's been bizarre. So I'm right there with, I went bills, Eagles two, stay at two for me. Chiefs three, stay at three for me. Cowboys. I've jumped up to four. And then you're right. Like after that, it's it's. I, I think we're right on the fourth team. I mean, look, it is yeah. projecting a little bit ahead with Dak coming back, and wh- that's why they're four to me. But Correct. yes, they deserve the rest of that team deserves to be number four. We may have seen the two championship previews this past week. Yeah, might might have. I and then Ravens five because I'm like, who else can I really put a band to them? Right. Bengals six. Fine. They lost a the head to head, so I'll put them right behind the bank. Uh, right behind the Ravens. Vikings seven up two spots for me, uh, whatever five and one, but they're probably the worst five and one team ever. Bucks I got eight, I dropped them down four spots. I hear what you're saying, Gil, um, but the, like it's the same thing. Who the heck am I really putting in front of them? And then Chargers nine forty nine or ten. We are basically the same, with the small exception that your Niners are lower and your we're, Bucks are Niners higher. Niners and Bucks, we've been up yeah. a lot, like kind of this whole time. I've been down on the Bucks the whole time. So far, I don't. I feel. I feel pretty vindicated about that so far. But that's the NFL this year, man. A lot of question marks beyond the third team. We'll come back. We'll talk baseball with Mark Borchard. Playoffs in full swing next. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.